On tonight's episode of the Superhero Show Show, we'll find out if Ninja Turtles' next mutations will be a Kawabunga or a Kawabummer, who will win the Shushi for show of the year, and if God can save us 40% on our auto insurance on Lucifer. All of that and more on the all-new Superhero Show Show. Welcome to the Superhero Show Show, the only show on the whole ding-dang internet where we review every single live-action television show based on a comic book, and we even go as far to say, or if it's based on a comic book property, we're covering it, we're doing it. My name is Cassie, and I will be your host of this episode. I'm joined by my good friends, though, my good nerdy friends who are here to help me out on this journey. Friend number one, I am going to rank them. Uh, number one is Mike. God Thank damn you. it! God <laughs> damn it! <laughs> Going to this say the ranking bullshit. is bullshit, but then you ranked it correctly, so I knew I'm it would all, fine with that. It would all come down to that, and I just wanted to see. I knew it would get the biggest reaction out of Ryan, and that's all I'm here for. And he, well, how about he this? Perfectly. How about this shit, motherfuckers? Uh, this will be the only thing that I say on this episode. So I hope you enjoy. <laughs> so I, I hope, bet you. I hope you enjoy. I what bet you've you three hundred dollars <laughs> that that is not true. I will no, bet you, uh, you have ruined our, all three of our relationships, and this will be it for me tonight. Oh, but you is, just said more. You've already starting ruined now. that. Oh, it's there. Starting it now. No, okay. That's, I'll give him that. You have to say starting now. I, 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 your energy's interesting tonight, Cassie. Like Your, your sleeves are rolled up. Uh, you're mm-hmm. calling us nerds even more than you usually do. I really do think you're like, you're like a 1950s greaser who's going to bully Eugene. Uh, also, uh, it's very odd. And this will be the last thing that I say tonight. And like, I'll, I'll I'll stop talking when I do three, two, one. Like, and then I'll stop talking. But also, Mike, did you notice that like before we started the show, Cassie's hair was down. Like, she let her yeah. hair down, mm-hmm. and it was nice. It was like it was really pretty. And then it's a now, friendly vibe. Now it's up and like business time. And like, why yeah. is she gonna beat us up? And business time, her right fist is business and her left fist is time. And she said that right before she hit record. It's the lesson you guys learned right out the gate with me. I'll let you know this right is business, left is time. And it's, it's fucking time, y'all. I'm here and to run this shit. Her right hand uh, tattoos do the same thing that all kids do when they're like making a banner where it's B-U-S-I-N-E-S-S, a bunch of little letters. Ness is all on the pinky. Listen, they say you shouldn't get tattoos as a, like a young little kid, but like I'm all for it. I got those when I was seven, and I stand by it. It just created my identity. Now, Cassie, the one tattoo that you have is uh, a big one on your back. That is, mm-hmm. uh, it says "Superhero Show Show," and it's Mike peeing on the word "podcast." It's so is that funny. it? <laughs> it's so fucking funny, bro. Like that is so good. You got it. You got to tie to those Riverside roots somehow. I guess. <laughs> but, yeah. Is it still funny though? Like, does the joke still work? I think it's still pretty classic. I think, like, no matter what, that's when everybody was like, when you get a tattoo, make sure it's not going to be like a part of like just a certain phase or really point to a certain time. And I feel like make sure it means something. This is classic. Like, this will go. This is the Mona Lisa of back tattoos. The thing that I'm surprised by though is that like. that feels like the tattoo of somebody who's going to get a lot of tattoos. Yeah, you have, you is... have really sworn that that will be the only tattoo <laughs> the only you one. ever get. 
I do have to say, I didn't know you had that, so it makes more sense why you made me pose for that photo shoot like a year ago. I yeah. was very weirded out by it. You're like, now pee on that? Now pee again, on that. Mike, again, as friend number one, you never mentioned how uncomfortable like that made you. And yeah. like, thank you. Like, you're just so supportive that you're just going to do that. And you kept that in for so long. I've had this tattoo for years, man. And I just kept out chugging there. water Every and time. on different things. <laughs> yeah. Does Cassie like this? Does Cassie like this? <laughs> uh, so podcast listeners, every time that it seems like that uh, me and Mike have said our piece, and this is when a host would come in, and uh, <laughs> she is not, it's because she has lifted her shirt, showed the back, <laughs> and like tried to like back us down by just showing that <laughs> fucking tattoo. You will not hear that, but man, we will feel it. The, I guarantee you will feel for it. Sure. It's a picture of Mike dressed as Calvin Peed on the word podcast. God. That's... Even you just saying it is so fucking funny. It's so good. <laughs> I've got to plan out. I've been thinking of what to do for the Ryan tattoo for so long, and it's just hard to top that one. It's just like, it's peak. If if I may, maybe yeah. on like the P of the podcast or the O, mm-hmm. just tattoo Ryan's face in there. Oh, shit. Yes, that is. I think that is it. So it is. And that's directly where the stream is going, right on the O. So I think I will go there. I think that's a genius idea, Mike. Or it's what I would of- do... Based okay, on like how me and thank you, uh, based on how me and Mike's relationship works, what I would do is I would have way in the background of your back, your background, I would have a picture of me uh, saying something like, uh, "Mike's my best friend, but my God, does his pee stink!" But like Mike can't <laughs> hear it. I'm just talking shit on his fucking gross ass stinky pee. All I do is eat asparagus, <laughs> and I'm all out of gum. <laughs> I don't know if I like that idea as much. I think I am just going to put your face in the O because like, that's, that's a lot of work. That's a lot of detail work where I can just get your face on there. And I think I cover all the bases there. So, well, it's our body, Cassie. I feel like that politics have taught us that it's all of our body, right? Like You can't yeah. really make the decisions. You have to go to fucking other men yeah. to like, make these that's decisions. Courtney Barnett, the country singer slash new Supreme Court justice says. <laughs> Man, all it right. sucks for Courtney Barnett's Twitter feed right now. <laughs> Why do you hate Cassie? All right. Well, we've officially hit politics, so you know that means it's time to wrap up this intro. So uh, coming up next, we're going to be giving – it's time for us to give away Shushi for show of the year. And after that main event, we're talking about Lucifer. So tune in for that. We are here. We got a big task ahead of us. We are finally – last week we thought we'd determine what show of the year is, but we just couldn't get to it. There was too many shows. So we are here to do that today. We are going to be going over the top ten for – possible chances to win at show of the year and ryan what shows do we got for that well uh, yeah i could do them in a random order where they all have a possible chance but i'm gonna do them in the order that they got votes Uh, crazy we uh so we have 10 left to do we have had 29 that we already did last week and we had one we had one shushy nomination does anybody remember what that nomination was across the 29 that we had last week what is it, Mike? Mike, I think it was uh, Warrior Nun for Warrior Nun. It was the the lead actress of Warrior Nun for Best Actress. Oh uh, shit! So did we have more than one? Yeah, okay, we have more than one. Cassie. Yeah, Cassie. Was it Pepper who won for Best Villain? It was <laughs> Pepper who was nominated for Best Villain. <laughs> Man, she should have won it. She should have took it. But no shows so far have won any shushies. Is that surprising or? Not really. I mean, that's why you're in the top 10. Top 10. Yeah, it means we did a good job. Or we just stayed consistent with our opinions. One of the two. Yeah. Cassie, I'm going to talk now. And then after I'm done, I would like you to respond. And Mike, I would like you to be quiet. Your number 10 was nominated for zero shishies and won zero shishies. Your number 10 show is The Boys. 
God damn it. This bums me out. At least it's 10, so it's at the bottom of this. But it does bum me out that it's in this top 10. It's a I, good show, dude. Yeah, it, it's like, what is that, 25 higher than Katie Keene was? It was. And, like, I'm just I'm mad because I'm mad at myself for this. Because you know, you know my philosophy on the boys. You know how I drop that to the bottom of the list no matter what. But I saw the list of all those shows, and I just couldn't drop it below, like, Krypton. Like, there was some writing where I was like, it does at least tell a story a consistent I like, story and i can't I like how we, below that the three of us have come together and we've dedicated our lives to saying these shows are all so bad but sometimes a show i hate so much will never be below krypton come on yeah. that's disgusting you, you're you you have honor cassie and we respect that and mike i have to give it up to you because for every fucking shit talking that cassie does about the boys you've, you you've been like oh what do you like, Katie Keene? Well, fuck you then. I'm gonna shit talk that. <laughs> it's it's the one bullet I just keep reloading. <laughs> it is the only the only bad show I watch though. So you know, like, what else dirt could he have on me? This is a good mm-hmm. uh, like this is a good placement though because Cassie, are you surprised that it made it this high? And Mike, are you surprised that it is this low? I'm surprised that it made it this high. Oh, I'm not truly surprised. It made sense because I figured you guys would be putting it high. It it's just like. I gave it a chance and I got it to number ten, and I'm bummed about it. But it's not two chances, I don't know if it's though, right? Two. Mike, is this? How many? Let me ask you this, Mike. How many of the top nine are going to be worse than the boys? How many of the top nine? Probably a couple. Yeah. Uh, it. I, I think the bottom five of the top ten is where it belongs. Uh, it All is right. a really, really good show, but I don't know if it's great. And this this season is definitely better than the first season. Also doubled the viewership. Doubled. Doubled. Your number nine show was nominated for four Shushies. Best Ensemble. Best Supporting Actor, Matt Bomer. Best Actress, April April Bowlby. Best Actress, Diane Guerrero. Doom Patrol was your number nine show, which I do believe finished first before, but not this season. Huge drop off from the second season from the first season uh, in quality. Should yeah. we mention though that like COVID sort of cut this cut the season short? COVID cut it short, but we still watched all but one episode, maybe <laughs> like that they had planned on. Like our our feelings about this season were not because like oh the story didn't end. It was the whole season. We're like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> there was a whole Sex Patrol episode, and like that was wild. No, that was that, one of the best episodes. Yeah. That was insane. We rank things very differently, I think, Cassie. <laughs> That's what I'm getting to, yeah. I was hanging out with my wife the other night, and we were watching Archer. Ooh. The 11th. Yes, I'm married. Go ahead. It's, yeah, it, may, it does sort of make me like some sort of Romeo. Uh, a lot of times when people talk or think about me, they have uh, kissy lips floating around their head and hearts. And uh, so we were watching Archer, and she was like, why, 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 what, what the fuck? Well, how is Archer still the fuck on? Do you guys feel this about Doom Patrol? Are you glad there's a third season, even based off this uh, like kind of weak second season? Yeah, it's still in the top nine, <laughs> or it's still in the top ten of our shows. Like, so it's still, it's still enjoyable. Yeah, like, it's I'm still trying a to good fucking show. do this, dude. Can you just pretend like I'm trying to do a good job here? Like, don't answer like that. Don't be a smartass. <laughs> I don't it, understand, Cassie. You, he seems less mad at you. You go. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a shot at this. Let's see how it goes. It does like it gives it a shot to build back up. I think it's first season, like the nostalgia for that first season, and, and to know what it can do is probably like making it where we don't want to immediately throw it in the gutter. But I'll, I'll, I'll keep it around. I'll give it another shot. 
Your number eight show was nominated for five shishies. Best sidekick, The Loudermilks. Best team, Division Three. Best villain, David Holler. Best supporting actress, Aubrey Plaza. Best actor, Dan Stevens. It did not win any. It just was nominated for five. It's Legion. This was the final season. Let me ask you guys this. Do you think that this was because of a lesser season or because it was so long ago? This might be the longest year in human history. Uh, I So, yeah, probably it was so long ago. And I think also, like, every season of Legion felt like a little step back. Yeah, there was, like, that first season had just, like, it was so new and so out of the ordinary that it was, like, amazing. And then once you got a feel for it, it was kind of hard to, like, live up to that. But it's still amazing. Like, those, that name of that list of actors you just threw out there is insane. The writing's insane. All of it's, it's an incredibly good show, no matter what. Like, at its worst, it's amazing. But yeah, there, yeah at its worst, it's amazing. <laughs> I, I, like can de- I can definitely see this trap of, like, being inventive is inventive. You know, like, mm-hmm. oh, we're surprised by the fact that you're surprising us. And then at a certain mm-hmm. point, uh, we get it. Like, now you're not surprising us anymore by how hard you're trying to surprise us. So number eight is games. where it lands. Number seven is another last final season. Nominated for two shushies, best team, Team Arrow, and best actor, Stephen Amell. Mike, Arrow is gone forever. I'm, Cassie, uh, Mike has found my boobs and is going hardcore into them. So do you want to talk about Arrow and what it means to you? It means so much to me. I feel like uh, it's... <laughs> I was changed as a person. All I got is Salmon Ladder, and like it's the one scene I've seen, and it changed me as a person. And it I think that's ch- why it made it to the top ten. It deserves it from that. It's a life-changing scene. Uh, not just the CW shows. I think so many of the shows we watch would not exist with that era because its success made everybody buy in. Uh, and how to adapt a thing. And how to make us care about a like C-list character. Are you surprised, Mike, that it was only nominated for two shushies and one zero, and it's number seven? Is this just like, was it a bad season, or just like, yeah, let's just let's take it out to pasture? It wasn't the best season, but also we know who our host is, so there's no way it's going to win things. Do you think, like, honestly, did it? I feel like this is a fair place for it. Like, do you think it deserved higher? Like, the I, I one do spot? too. Actually, I think this might be a little too high. Like, it's <laughs> it's going out, and it's our granddaddy, and we love our granddaddy, but like. But it's time for Granddaddy to die. Yeah. (laughs) Legion might have been better. Doom Patrol might have been better. Boys might have been better. Yeah, it's probably number 10. Mm, Boys wasn't better. Your number six show was nominated for three shushies. Two of them going to the same person. Best sidekick, Stan Barber. Best comedian, Stan Barber. Best comedian, Liam, the little brother. It's I Am Not Okay With This, a show that was renewed by Netflix. And then COVID hit. And then Netflix was like, eh, never mind. And now we are done. Why can't they just HBO it and say, yeah, when you guys are ready, we're ready? Yeah. Like, it. this one, I feel like it was a very good show. And it also was just the fact knowing that, like, I wanted, like, this was a show I wanted more of. And I can't get more of it. Really bummed me out where I had to, like, I voted, I, like, moved it up. I was like, good show. Got taken from us too soon. It was our precious <laughs> little baby. Let's Let's send it out on a bang. I got to say that they knew that, right? Like, that first season yeah. was like, oh, we're on Netflix. We'll have as many seasons as we want. Right. We don't have to do shit. So, like, that first season was a pilot episode on the CW. 
it was the whiff of an origin. Uh, but that's also, we, we tend to hate origins here. And they did it so well and so inventive and carved their own space and made you care about these kids as kids, not just as somebody with powers. Like, that show's so good. Well, the CW t- typically gives us, like, Stephen Amell or Ruby Rose as the person we have to deal with. And this, we had, I can't remember her name, but, like, this was, like, I, I want to, like, hang out more with this character. And, like, mm-hmm. it was so much more engaging because we got to go on this journey with her. And now it's just done. And Western Pennsylvania isn't in enough superhero shows. I'm going to say it. Is that where you were born and raised? Fuck no, I'm Eastern Pennsylvania all the way. Philly? <laughs> so I'm insulted sorry. by that. Wow. I did not mean to turn this podcast into an East-West Pennsylvania thing. Uh, your number five was nominated for zero awards and won zero shushies. It's oh, God. I thought you were going to say in one four. <laughs> <laughs> Umbrella Academy, yeah. We, we, we said all season that this was a super, far superior to the first season. Like... They learned a lot. It, they, they went the reverse of Doom Patrol and Legion and just got better. It's really hard for a show to win shushies when you come out halfway through the shushies, you know? Like, yeah. It's hard to establish yourself. But, yeah, I would say that this learned a ton from the first season of just, like, we're going to give you everything. And that this was such, like, a tighter, more focused adventure. And I really appreciated that. I'm going to be interested to see, because, you know, this season we got the family, like, working together more and, like, coming together more, which is what made it so enjoyable. And I'm interested just knowing us, like, in this top five, if, like, the ensemble and, like, the group being, like, a team is going to affect, like, from here on out, is it just going to be our power teams? Yeah, I mean, because, like, the comic books that we grew up on, like, the X-Men all had to learn, like, oh, I will do this power so you can do this power so you can do this power, right? Like, that's how family is supposed to work. Mm-hmm. third season maybe or are we all just gonna fight forever i think they might fight forever like i think the the future that we never got to that they were fighting against getting to where they were x-mening against the entire army at the end of the world i think that was like a here it is fuckers you'll never see this again that's not the kind of show we make yeah and i loved how there was like four or five hundred soldiers out there and then you just got to, like, okay, fucking X-Men. Who, who we got? We got Gambit. He sucks. Wolverine. He sucks. Oh, we have this one mutant who is going to kill all of them immediately. That's all we need. <laughs> all right. Your top four. By the way, we have had no winners of Shushies yet. All winners of every award are from the top four. <laughs> Damn. We are predictable. <laughs> Winner of one Shushie. Best sidekick. Nominated for five others, including Best Couple, Best Team, Best Ensemble, Best Supporting Actress, and Best Actress. Wow. Is the final season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. bike number four. I'm, I'm so happy it's number four. It's another one of our granddaddies. Or I guess if Arrow's granddaddy, this is Grandmommy. And it's also not the best season of S.H.I.E.L.D., Put out to pastures where it should go, but uh, it deserves all those nominations, and I'll miss it sorely. It's not the best, but it's uh, it was good, and it was it happened after everybody said it was bad. You know, like right. you and I, and every once in a while, Cassie were like, "Hey, this show is right." Like, remember, guys, remember when like uh, robots just created an '80s horror movie? <laughs> yeah, that was this season. And we finally got Fisk to show up to a show, so that was just a huge bump for yeah. it. They got they got the yeah. boy back. They got that little Irish boy back. You guys don't have to say anything. I just want you to close your eyes and think about it. Do you know we are, we have three left? Do you guys know what the three shows are? I know what one is. Yeah, I can. 
think, think about everything that the superhero show show is. Two. I feel like okay. oh, I got two. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that gave it I feel like there can only be three shows left, and I, I I I can't believe you guys don't know all three. Like, what the fuck are you forgetting? I'm gonna feel so know. bad once you name that third child, this middle child. I wonder. Yeah, forgotten. I have a feeling that we remembered the same two in the same order. Yeah, yeah. I think and so. then we're forgetting the same one. So across the last two weeks, I have said 36 shows based on comic books. There are only three. Winner of number three is winner of three shushies. Best team, best ensemble, best comedian, Nate Haywood. Nominated <laughs> yeah. for five others. Best couple, Sarah and Ava. Best couple, Ray and Nora. Best comedian, Ray Palmer. Best supporting actor, Nick Zano. Best supporting actress, Tala Ash. Ladies and gentlemen, Legends of Tomorrow is your number three show of the year. <laughs> Has this ever won first for you guys? Do you know? <sighs> it may not have, and that's terrible. Like Some other like very serious show came and like took the yeah. award every year. It's horseshit. And and this was a great season, but not their best as well. But maybe next season they, they can be theirs. But not their maybe best. It's it still like so far up our alley. Yeah. It hurts our it hurts our butts. And we, we got we got double Zari. We had we said goodbye to, to Brendan Routh, uh and what Courtney Ford. Uh damn. we got Damien Dark again. Uh did you say damn because I know her name? Yeah. Uh, and yeah, it, it was it was a big season, and they're they're so fucking good, and they just know their groove at this point. And then right at the end of the season, uh, we did, oh, shit, yeah. Uh, and then right at the end of the season, um, Sarah got taken away by aliens. So aliens. now we have to deal with that. Was this the show that you guys forgot when you were trying to think of your top two? No, no. This was the first one that came to mind. Oh, this oh, was the second, the second that came to mind when you're like yeah. thinking about exactly who we are. I was like, oh, legends. <laughs> yeah. It is crazy, like, even without Bebo still holding it down, still top three. That's that's a pull quote, right? Like, that should be on their poster. Even without, <laughs> even without Bebo, Bebo, still holding it this down. Shows the shows Um, I feel like the number one is obvious, so I, I do want to focus on the number two for a while. Because this is the Superhero Show Show. Basically dedicated our last year to this show. It's the winner of one shushy, best actor, Luke Wilson. It was nominated for three others. Best Sidekick, Stripesy, played by Luke Wilson. Uh, best Team, the new G- JSA. And Best Ensemble, guys, Stargirl, a CW show. Just parachuted right into our lives and became number two. Does this feel wrong? Not no. at all. No, it feels it feels right. I'm glad. I'm ecstatic that it made it to this spot actually and i'm not like if it was number one i feel like we would have been showing like our cards too much and people yeah. couldn't respect it all right so settle I'm, down everybody <laughs> <laughs> number two it deserves it it's genuinely mm-hmm. a good show and and yeah to to make a new vibe completely new vibe in the cw verse like it sort of still belongs there but it's doing such its own thing and it has its own tone so well uh and just, what if they cared? What if we cared about the writing? What if we didn't? Mm-hmm. So often the other shows, even ones we love, we're like, oh, you thought of a line, said, no, 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 we have to do one better, and only did one better. And it's so obvious, they rewrite their scripts on this show. And it, it's not just that. It's not just the script. It's the camera. Like, what if we mm-hmm. put the camera in a way where, like, it looked like a movie, and then also it got people more into the show, and they did it every time. Do you guys remember Luke Wilson, Best Actor of the Year, 
driving down the street in his convertible in the very first scene of the show. Like, that was not shot like a Greg Berlanti show. And the whole right. show did that. Yeah, I frequently think of that pilot when I'm just like, the amount of times I was watching it and I had to remind myself, like, damn, this is a CW show. And then I would immediately think of that opener. And I was like, damn, they really killed it with this one. They did so good. It has I, yeah. anything- so much charm and a heart. Yeah, it's like the ensemble works so well. The dynamic between Courtney and Luke Wilson is just the best thing that's on screen ever. And they gave us, they gave us, they fixed daddy issues for us. Like it was a healing, it's a healing <laughs> show is all it is. I don't feel bad. I, I don't feel bad that Legion is lower, that Legends is lower, that uh, Arrow, that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Like this is where mm-hmm. it belongs. But it's number not two. number one. Winner of five shushies. Five. Best couple, Angela and Cal. Best villain, Lady Trio. Best supporting actor, Yaha Abdul Mateen II. Best supporting actress, Jean Smart. Best actress, Regina King. Nominated for five other shushies. <laughs> Best villain, Adrian Vait. Best ensemble, Best Supporting Actor, Tim Blake Nelson. Best Supporting Actor, Louis Gossett Jr. Best actor, Jeremy Irons. Guys, your number one show of the year. Of 2019-2020 is Watchmen. Yeah, this is one from the pilot. You knew. You're like, oh, so nobody else is winning Best Show. Interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting that you guys would just decide to do that. (laughs) Right out the gate. It's just, it's, there's no way it couldn't win. It's doing so much more than any of the fucking shows we're watching. Like, it is so much more important than anything we have. Like, as much as I like to say Stargirl's important, it can't hold up to what Watchmen is pulling out. (laughs) Do you guys think that maybe Watchmen had a hand in like making what we do stupid? Because Watchmen also got a bunch of Emmys, whereas mm-hmm. everything else that we watch is not just one tier lower, but a hundred tiers lower. I bet a lot of our shows could have been nominated for the Emmys if the Emmys weren't so dumb. Yeah, I agree. Should have been for sure. <clears throat> Luke fucking Wilson, of Luke course. fucking Wilson. In uh, Watchmen, it's it's important capital I, but not. So often that means so serious and it was still funny and still was not afraid that it was a comic book based thing. And there's so much pressure on them to get Watchmen right. And nobody thought they could do it. And they oh, did. It's, and they, It's so hard to remember back before, not just Zack Snyder's Watchmen, but the, the HBO Watchmen of like, what the, why would you do that? That's stupid. It's going to be stupid. And I hate you and I hate it. And I haven't seen it, but I hate it. And when he said spiritual successor, people are like, what does that mean? You get your damn dirty hands off. And it's like, no, this is how an adaptation should be done. Let us be surprised. It's great. It is great. I mean, like, and yet, Mike, to speak to your point a little bit more, that, like, it, it really did. Let's be honest, right? Like, we're three of the widest people in podcasting, which is a lot to say. And I'm not sure if we knew about the Tulsa massacre. But then it also never forgot about the fact that, like, Oh, what am I doing? I'm going to put on a mask. I'm going to put on a cape. I'm a comic book show, you know? Like, it really did both of those things at the same time. Lube Man. It gave us the mystery of Lube Man. There's, like, squid falling from the skies, and then yet it would give us a history lesson, and it was unreal. And at no point did I feel whiplash from it. I was just like, this is what I needed. Thank you. Yeah. History teachers should take note. (laughs) Throw squids at your students. and then Or lube. That that's gonna be fine if teachers do that. <laughs> just throw lube. Don't be gross. See, I always throw lube bottles. I just throw it directly at their head. Uh, congratulations to Watchmen. 
Stargirl, and Legends of Tomorrow, the top three shows of the year. Uh, predictable, but perfect. Yeah, it does feel right, right? Like, we did a good job. Yeah, we couldn't be any other way. Cassie, that's it. That's the end of the shushies. I'm not going to host anymore. What do you want to do? And is that the last thing you're going to say, and do you promise me? Uh, yeah, in three, two, one, I'm done talking except for four more things, and I'm going to pick four different things out for the rest of the show. All right, so be sure to come back for that because i got to know what Ryan's saying about that. Uh, thank you for saying goodbye to the Shushies with us. Uh, coming up next, we're going to be talking about the mid-season finale of Lucifer. In the mid-season COVID-created finale of Lucifer, Michael's plans come to a head as he kidnaps Chloe while making Lucy and Ella think it's was the work of a serial killer, makes Amenadil doubt his parenting, and turns Maze against everyone. Meanwhile, Ella finds out she's been dating the aforementioned serial killer. Taste Buds, I ask you this. How has this season been handling the non-Lucy and Chloe characters, and do they get enough to do, or are they just getting in the way? I, I, I mean, I would, like, I would switch that question to how has Cassie and Mike been treating the Ryan character that knew that Pete was terrible from the get-go? Okay, I was with you on that. I had this vibe on him, so like, well, okay, are we just yeah. immediately dunking on Mike? Because I'm down but here. You didn't know he was a serial killer. Uh, we absolutely did. Cassie, you're back on board. Cassie and I absolutely <laughs> did know. Like, There's nobody that's that nice. Nuh-uh, if you've ever talked to a dude before. Is that bunk, like, should they have introduced him earlier in the show? It so, to not be so, I guess, to some, obvious? To those I just wanted Ella to be TV. happy for once, okay? I guess I care about her more than you guys do. Or was that you saw a nerdy character and you were like, I trust this guy, I see myself in him, surely he won't be a murderer. <laughs> well, I mean, who... he, he had the purple secret room, so I'm all about that. I also have one of those. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And I, don't think I was going to make a joke that's, like, about Mike's life that's so less fucked up than that. He really does have a... <laughs> purple secret room but no uh we were watching mike's dream of like running up to a hot girl and say uh, a screaming klingon and no that's not a good thing good things will not come from that i don't think it was the timing of how they like when they introduced him but it's like how they introduced him and how he kept being like i want you to know i'm not like using you for your job or whatever and like i just want you to feel comfortable no that anybody like straight up says that has an ulterior motive it's Republican, right? Like, I just want you to know that I'm not doing this thing that uh, I'm accusing you I'm of clearly doing. doing. Yeah. The other thing, too, is that, like, our uh, our good guys, our uh, Dan's, our uh, Lucy's, our Amendials, they all have nice teeth. And Pete had fucking uh, chiclets thrown <laughs> into a mouth and put into a blender, <laughs> and that means bad guy. What, at what point did you guys realize he was the Whisper Killer? Uh, the first second I saw him. <laughs> Before there was even a Whisper Killer. It was, like, by the end, like, literally in that room where I thought he was going to murder her, that's where I was like, this dude is who they are after. Because he's just too okay. down for it. Wait. I could do a little better room? than that. Yeah. No, uh, the uh, Not the secret room when they were going into, so the fake, the copycat killers in the last episode. Right. When they're looking at all the oh, film okay. strips and I thought he was going to murder him then. I was like, you guys do have the murderer already. That's when crazy. I, my first minute was when Chloe was like... Oh, I have some questions for you. This is the detail, right? Yeah, that's the detail. Haha, <laughs> just kidding. That's not the detail. Then I was like, oh, he's not the Whisper Killer. Who could it be? It's Pete. It's, of course, Pete. I had Pete right. in the front of my head Pete for anything bad that happened. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was uh, when May said the lily man looks for windbags. And so she says, so he hunts women who talk a lot? Gulp? It's like, oh, it is, it's Pete. He's been quietly hunting her the whole time. Confirmed. 
And while- Do you guys think that this was like a parody of how men work in shows where like they always go for the, like the the girl that talks a lot? Or was this just like, oh, here's what we normally do. If you're a girl who has like, you know, courage and uh, confidence, then you're going to die. Probably, but it feels like I know we say we don't care about the case of the week, and neither does the show. I think they've been lampooning Law and Order or CSI and all the shows the whole time they've been on. Yeah, I feel like with that crime solving devil. Yeah, don't think about it. It could be like it could just be like you know like take down that woman character. Like that's just what we do with that character. But what I saw like specifically is like I feel like. They saw, they knew that people were like liking Ella and that people wanted more of Ella, and they just saw it as an opportunity to like fuck with her more. They were like, oh, people care about this, about this character, let's ruin her. And that's what exactly what they did, because they found she finally thought she had a nice guy, and then this nice guy straight up was like, there's a darkness in you that matches my fucked up darkness, so sit with that now. And just- every every fucked up dude says that, but show your work, Pete. What do you mean by that? Where's her darkness? Well, he saw all and, the tattooed dick pictures on her phone, and he was like, okay, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Handled it better than Chloe, who was like, why would I want to see this? Uh, still still the moment of the year to me. Um, <laughs> and then Pete goes after uh, Ella, and have we ever seen a scene like that in Lucifer before? That was like that violent? Yeah, that was that like that serious. You know, it's always it's always like crime solving devil. Mm-hmm. You know, it always has that tone. But this was just like a guy who was going to Strangling choke her. a person to death, and then it would fade in and out with the blackness. And like, uh, we knew that Ella was going to be okay, but fuck, man, uh, right? It was it was a scene that stood out. I would say. I well, I think worked is because you're expecting Lucifer or somebody to pop in, but yeah. like it made it Where's the a wings? struggle. And then she got her way out of it. And then I think it's later in, uh, Lucifer says it to maze. He says, she's Miss Lopez is stronger than you think she is. She's stronger than she thinks she is. Like it was a roundabout way to show like how much Lucifer and the show thinks Ella's fucking awesome. Yeah, it was. What crazy, did though. she do to him? She used uh, in his flower purple room. He also like had a bunch of ke- his chemicals to inject into the people to make them sort of paralyzed. Yeah, and that was like I'm so glad they gave her that. Like it's straight up like it was such an intense moment that I was like I had to question if they were actually going to kill her for a second, and I was like no, surely not. And then they did let her stab her with that, which is great for her because that would be how she would think, you know, to be like let me get like this upper advantage in this way. Like I know mm-hmm. I can't take him, so let me drug this fucker, and I'm in for that. But does I mean like in the back half of this season, do we should we do we have to like deal with like some Ella PTSD? You know, like she was like so full of rage and uh just like you know, like heroin just cause she's a female hero, uh that she was like, Where where's Chloe? Tell me where Chloe is. But at a certain point she does have to sit down and deal with the fact, right? Like that she only likes bad guys and the only time that she thought that she was with a good guy, it was the worst guy. Yeah. yeah. I I'm fine with them her doing that. Like really why is she into the kind of men she's into? But I don't I even though we love the show, I don't know if it can handle legit PTSD, so I kind of hope they don't tr- travel down that, down that road too far. Yeah. Did you guys see who her boyfriend is for next season? No. no. It's it's one uh, Jason Street, former Friday Night Lights quarterback, who then got put into a wheelchair and had to play murder ball. And the last time we saw him, I believe, was on Outcast, and he was a rapist. 
Oh, man. Oh, God. <laughs> Please don't do this to Ella. It was crazy because we had, like, you know, these moments with Ella. But then we got the old Lucifer back who was just dead set on pranking Dan. And, like, it was yeah. a delight to have that Lucifer back. Just this complete shithead Lucifer. I thoroughly enjoyed having him back. I know, but it sucks because this is, like, a mid-season finale. So we have to, like, do serious stuff instead of, like, explore all of his plans. Because <laughs> yeah. he had some plans. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. When he is his crazy Charlie, like, whiteboarding and, like, connecting everything for all the pranks. The one, the, his basic one was the snake. And he's like, but it's not poisonous. So it's fine. Wait, should it be poisonous? <laughs> yeah. Chloe's like, uh, Lucifer, you can't do this. And he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. This is not poisonous enough. Let me find a poisonous snake. I I gotta say, are like, you guys say, more scared of like the poisonous snakes or the choker snakes? Poisonous snakes, really? I Over think the I ones can that take the choker strangle snake. you because you're because you're such a choker. At least that will uh, I'll go out the way I like if I'm slowly <laughs> choked to death. <laughs> For me, it's the noisy snakes. The rattler snake is the <laughs> only one. I'll fight all the other ones. I don't care. But rattle, those are poisonous. Yeah, but it's the rattle effect. But it's the noise the that bothers you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't care rattle. about your poison. Just shut the fuck up. <laughs> God, why are you so loud? Uh, I have to say that like, it's great to have old Lucy back, and it was a lot of fun. But I don't know if we've talked enough of that. Like, So Michael's been in and out throughout this, but I think Tom Ellis is legit really good. Michael stands different. It's not just that his American voice, he, he like his voice is thinner. His eyes are shiftier, like... He holds himself so differently. Like, he might be a pretty good actor, you guys. Yeah. The one thing that stuck with me is uh, um, he, comes to the, he comes to the hospital for no reason. Yeah. Uh, where uh, Charlie is there, and Amendio's like, oh, it's just a common cold. And I don't remember what happened, but uh, Michael's like, oh, no, I'm so sorry oh, I'm to hear sorry. that. And, like, <laughs> it's so, like, it's so weak, but villainous. But, like, yeah. it's... It, we all have that fucking family member where every time they say anything like that, you raise one eyebrow and you're like, what the fuck are you about? What are you doing right now? And this, like, so we did get the old Lucy back for a quick second, but then, you know, it did have to take more serious because it is a mid-season finale. So we got him realizing, like, at one point he thinks Chloe is taken by this kidnapper, this copycat. Once they find out it's the real one, there's the real one still out there. And uh, we see, like, he finally gets to work through that he does, like, love Chloe. But then we have mm-hmm. to watch that scene where he won't say it to her. And, like, why? Why? Why do we have to do that? Yeah. It was just so I, I mean, like, I, I've gone through this a million times, you know, all through middle school. You know, I went through this because no girl would say it to me. I don't need to see it again all of the time. Mm-hmm. But just say it, Lucy. Just say it. You know, and you know he's going to. They've been through their ver- other versions of this of, like, will they, won't they, will they, won't they. It's not cute. It's not fun. I guess I'm interested in why his powers are turning on and off, but yeah. like, don't just fucking say it. Like, also, I hope they deal with it in the next season. Is uh, old Lucy came back because he was brutal to Maze. He like yeah, he was. does love her, wants her around, but he a few times is like, "You're just a demon. What's the big deal?" Like, mm-hmm. that's the thing is that like I I feel like that maybe the Lucy Chloe relationship has been resolved, right? Like they're there, and like she wants to hear "I love you," but. They're at the level they're going to be at. It's it's the Lucy Maze thing of, like, uh, Maze has a lot of wants and wants to have a soul, and Lucy just can't stop being like, you're just a demon. You're just a plebeian. You are definitely lower than me. Of course that can't happen. Even when Maze lays it all out of, like, 
well, you know, Amendiel had a child with a human, and right. uh, you know, Lucifer, you did this. He's like, yes, but you're just a demon. Yeah, and that's when her, there's like some classism. Her eyes change, and she's like, well, fucking fuck you then. How about that yeah. shit? It's a real, well, I'll act like a demon then and attack. Like, Chloe was still could have died. Like, there's so many things that were not resolved when she went off. And, like, yeah, if you treat somebody like that long enough, they'll... And that's a fun arc. So if Lucy's learned that he should treasure Chloe, for him to learn, like, oh, I should look at Dan as this valuable. I should look at Maze as this valuable. Like, he, it's not just the person you love. It's, 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 it's an interesting untangling of a narcissist throughout the whole show. And because they didn't highlight it, 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 it works better. Which is crazy because that means that, like, yes, you've already established that they're a narcissist, but you hope that at least they're not so narcissistic that they don't put you on their level. And then you realize that, like, oh, shit, no, I I always knew that they were a narcissist. And also that includes me as well. Like, I'm also below them. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which is weird to watch as a viewer because, like, you know, we, like, we're rooting for him throughout all of this. And all of a sudden you're like, actually, this guy's a piece of shit. Like, she is so desperate to have, like, just so many moments where she's like, just validate me this once. Like, all you have to say is, like, there's a chance, maybe. And he was just straight up like, nah, you're a demon. You have no soul. Die alone. And you were like, fucking hell, dude. That's all she wants. Especially weird for you guys. Like, for you guys, like, uh... I don't know, like, I feel like that I handle my narcissism absolutely correctly, but, like, for me to look like Tom Ellis and to treat you guys as if you two are on the same level as me, even though, <laughs> I mean, <It's> so <laughs> it, big it, makes, it makes me laugh to even say, but uh, you guys, you know, we can all pretend that we're friends, and Lucy can't even do that in a dramatic mm-hmm. moment. Mm-hmm. Based on your posture and wormy voice, you're much closer to Michael than Lucy. What are you talking about? <laughs> All right, you guys, we do... Do you guys know how, like, so this wasn't a planned finale? Because it was a perfect, like, this was the one, like, unplanned finale that I thought, like, kicked complete ass. I mean, we talked about Doom Patrol coming in at, like, 9 or 10 in the top 39 shows of the year, and it showed. If COVID made this the finale, good job, COVID, I guess. Like, this was COVID might be a good editor. Well done. (laughs) It was just, like... So it went out on such a high. Like, that fight scene between the brothers and Maze was, was dope. It was so good. Like, the filming, this was one, like, a CW tip. The filming was, like, completely different. Like, when it was um, Aminadil and Michael fighting, like, the camera shook uh-huh. each time they punched and everything. It was sick. Did you guys oh, yeah. see the director? No, who's the director? It's Dan. It's fucking douchebag Dan. No Good way. job, douchebag Dan. He made the show, yeah. He did good so for good. Him. And like, I'm not sure exactly how the physics work of when Amendiel has, like, power diarrhea uh-huh. and, like, everything's frozen. Uh, but the way that, like, uh, Lucy, I think, got punched through the glass and the yeah. glass broke but didn't, you know, yeah. it, like, all stayed from... I do not care what the physics are. Yeah. That looked it's cool. And just Mike, awesome. Mike, we've been watching the show for five years, most of it on Fox. They have never done an action scene like this. Like, this no. is... This is this. It was incredible. Yeah, it, it was. It, it was up there with our best fight scenes. It was super awesome, and just rotating who's fighting who throughout the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, those effects that the hand-to-hand combat felt real. It didn't feel cheesy. Uh, and then the Allstate guy is the one who stopped the fight. <laughs> and then there's the Allstate guy. The best cliffhanger that could have ever existed. We hear God's voice, and it is straight up Allstate guy. Like I can't. I don't know how they landed Allstate guy. 
No. Subscribe okay. to save 40%? Yeah. It's, it's very easy to land commercial actors. That's fine. But uh, I just want to let everybody know that this is actually the guy from Major League. He was the power-hitting right fielder who prayed to Joe Boo. And oh. then at the end of Major League said, uh, fuck you, Joe Boo, I will do it myself. And then hit the game-winning home run. That And he was the president in 24, right? And he was the president in 24. Ha- but he is the All-State guy, safe driver, safe 40%. Can he be anything else now? <laughs> when- <laughs> I don't think so, man. When I told my wife that uh, the god in Lucifer uh, is this person, she's like, oh, so what, he can only play the president or god? I just want to point out that, first of all, he's done each of those roles twice. And I would say, second of all, if you have both of those roles on your resume, that's pretty fucking sweet. It's a great I resume. I played the president, I played the god. Yeah. But you guys, we are pretty much out of time to talk about Lucifer. I think, like... For me, I was super bummed that that was the last one. I'm definitely in when it, whenever it's coming back. Do we know when it's coming back? We don't. Damn. Nah. Well, can't wait. It's going to be super exciting. You guys are in for the rest of this, Hell I'm yeah. guessing? Always. Oh, yeah, for sure. All right. Well, when it comes back, it'll be on Netflix. Uh, coming up next, we're going to be talking about some other great fighting scenes when we talk about Ninja Turtles. We are back. We are here for the second bullpen. And it's during this time, this COVID season, we again have ran out of shows to watch. So we have filled our time with just, I think, the best show we may have ever watched in the history. (laughs) I'm so excited to talk about this. Ryan, can you tell us what was happening in Ninja Turtles Next Mutation? A few years after the third Ninja Turtles movie flopped, the creators of TMNT decided to start working on a fourth movie called The New Mutation. In it, each of the four turtles would have a second mutation happen to them. Michelangelo would turn into a human. Raphael, did you guys know anything about this? No. No. I'm so excited. Raphael would turn into a giant monster with spikes everywhere. Splinter would turn into a rat twice the size that he is now. Donatello would have psychic powers, and Leonardo could change the texture of his skin. When everyone said fuck no to that idea, the decision was made to create the first live-action Ninja Turtles TV show. It took place mostly in the world of the first three movies, but instead of everyone getting a second mutation, there would be a new mutant, Venus de Milo, a teenage mutant, Vaginja Turtle. Developed by Sabin, the company that would turn Japanese trash into American trash with things like Power Rangers, the show was not super successful and was canceled after one season. The first two episodes get Venus from China to New York to help the turtle save Splinter in the Dream Realm, and then also defeat Shredder. Taste buds, I ask you this, and Mike, I'm looking at you right now because I see Cassie licking her lips. Tell me something positive that this show brings to the Ninja Turtles mythos. It was rated PG for fear, and I laughed a lot about that. That was probably the best thing about it. Uh, Venus... Uh, who her name should not be that she should they she told them her real name Shinobi uh, Shinobi no she is a Shinobi oh which is like a, a monk a mystical monk uh, yeah, she her told them was, her real name it was like Chin Me and they were like well nah <laughs> nah we're all artists you're gonna be named after a piece of art they could have called her like Georgia 
Like, mm-hmm. just lean towards a female artist. Nope. Nope. She, she's just uh, a statue. Georgia O'Keefe. It could have been Georgia O'Keefe. Is that what you're yeah. saying? Should yeah. we start there? Just the fact that, like, they're all the masters of Renaissance art, and she is named after a piece of art? And I don't think the creators or the turtles put any thought into it, other than, like, this is old, too. This is old art-related. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think they made the full connection. They were like, Venus is a cool name. Go for it. They do laugh. They're like a girl turtle. Yeah, and they do not say a girdle, so you know it's not a funny show. <laughs> Mike. Uh, but then she burns them back. She's like, "Oh, it's getting dangerous. We should go back to your home in the toilet." So, and she she always refers to it as the toilet. It's so good. That's yeah. a good joke. So that was he asked you for a positive. I don't know if you remember that. And then you said a negative, but there's the positive. I, I think I think that. I, I had to get there. I had to do a you lot of backfilling to, yeah. to get to that. Well, I'm glad you um, found it because that was hey, that was a good joke. They kept going back to it was a vast and deep well they went back to so many times oh no i mean if we can count on teenage mutant ninja turtles the next mutation for anything it's good jokes right mm-hmm. like they oh, yeah, just they, they got all the good jokes there was, like, uh, the scythe joke. wipes were fun Yo, they were the, so the, good. the strange pacing strange right. pacing cassie only one positive thing. And I don't actually believe that you like this show. Are you shitting me? You don't believe that I like this show? You, Ryan, I thought you knew me. We don't fucking know each other at all, dude. Are you kidding yeah, me? Yeah, this is With Detective that- Pikachu's biggest fan. <laughs> With that, okay. Not even I'm the movie, the actual the- detective. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big fan. I stalk him everywhere he goes. Uh, it was just like straight up from the intro. I don't know how we're not going to talk about how hard the fucking theme song bangs, but right off the bat, if that didn't get you hyped, like I immediately wanted to grab like a bowl of cereal, a bowl of Lucky Charms, and I was jumping up and down on the couch. I was ready for this journey to go on. Okay. No, I'll agree with that. Like all I wanted to do was uh, open up a Capri Sun um, <laughs> and then, yeah, masturbate into my stepmom's bra because this was fucking as 90s as possible. <laughs> <laughs> how'd we... you guys spend your 90s oh no i don't know how to react to that at all just watching ninja turtles man so we i think that's where the issue came in is mine was just good times and yours was a fucked up childhood so like oh no, I... it was good times man <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a pretty good time i don't know but it was like it was instantly like i knew what i was getting into when i saw the ninja turtles and it was a live action television show not even a movie a television show and then, yeah, like, believe it or not. I, I don't know how you could believe that this was not a television show with all of the live-action special effects and amazing <laughs> way that it looked the entire time. They, do, do you know what was good? The puppetry w- was decent in the first two episodes because when we watched the Power Rangers crossover, maybe they had different puppeteers. At that point, it was and just we'll like... We'll get to that mouth, in like, a little bit, but yeah. I just want, So the puppetry worked because their mouths moved with their dialogue until yeah. the Power Rangers. Then it was just up and down, up and down, no matter what they were saying. And you're like, oh, they were doing pretty all right in the first two. I do think the costumes were better for this one, though. And I don't know. I think it's better than what? Better dude? than the what? The yeah, first what are you movie, saying? Like that first no, movie. No, you're were, high. Are you oh, you're my. high on your lucky charms. Better than the poop that you put in the toilet? Then yes, maybe. Better than the first fucking movie, a cinematic <laughs> classic up there with Citizen Kane and Casablanca? Absolutely okay, we're, not. We're in accordance with that. That that tracks. But they were. I I think I just had incredibly low expectations. So like it was all better than I thought. The, hey Mike, the, the let me ask you this question than, real quick because it, it's an action show, right? Uh, yeah. What made you feel like that the Ninja Turtles were real more? Was it when uh, Raphael jumped on a motorcycle and uh, left his giant gaping mouth open so the rider of the motorcycle could see? Or was it... 
Because, like, the resting state of all of their mouths were just, like, it, you should, like, the resting state should be quiet or closed, yeah. but instead they're always open. Or was it when um, they they ran to their turtle Humvee, they were like, oh, we must be quiet. We must we must do everything like a ninja. Let's go to the loudest car possible, a Humvee. And then there was very clearly a guy who was wearing the worst Ninja Turtle mask I've ever seen and a polo, like a brown polo shirt <laughs> driving the Humvee around town. What, what of those two parts? What of those two parts were, were better for you? Probably the brown polo shirt because you know it's great for them to to cover their torsos. I, I loved it. Anytime they had to get in a vehicle, there'd be like Edgar Wright level zoom ins on random parts of the vehicle because you know they want to just sell the toy of it. Oh, and I read up on that, motherfuckers. Uh, those those scenes where they like they went to a vehicle and there was just like twenty five close ups of the vehicle <laughs> happened in e- literally every episode from here on out. Fuck they yeah. used the same exact cuts the entire time. Why? That's how because they had no ride. money. It's how Pit My Ride started. Like, they started a revolu- revolution with that filming style. Oh, my uh, God. I'll go back to another fun thing. There's a... I'm going to say an ode to Monty Python because Venus is kicking foot ass and Raphael uh, somehow knows it. So he's riding on his motorcycle to get to her, but he just kept not getting closer. So he just keeps saying, I'm coming. I'll save you. Hold on. Well, she's doing fine. Yeah. Eight times, he is not closer, and I. It was the funniest fucking thing. This also happened earlier in that thing where uh, Splinter got a. Fe- Splinter was playing chess with a fucking blind guy, and uh, had a feeling that Raphael was getting injured. And then, because the costumes are fucking absolutely wonderful, I I honestly thought that they had the budget to buy actual mutagen and turn rats into real people. I. Uh, he he gets up from the picnic table. And slowly walks away in the slowest way that <laughs> you would only think could happen if you're if one of your four sons is in trouble. He's old, Ryan. He oh is old. God. He's had so many years, so many karate moments. Like his bones are all broken, dude. What more do you want from him? He moved well in the dream world, and when his friend appeared in the sky, are you telling me that didn't change you as a person? Were you not ready to <laughs> meditate right then and there? Because I oh was. Oh my god. A dream world. Every single dream I've ever had in my entire life has a higher budget than dream world. <laughs> yeah, that was so. nightmare city. And Venus tries to hide. She goes to the dream world to find what's going on with Master, and she just like crouches behind nothing. <laughs> and then is surprised when the dragon lord sees her. <laughs> well, she was should have been in that peripheral vision. Like you know, it's like lizard vision. They can't see there. I have no idea how vi- lizard eyes works, but that was she should have been right out of shot. I I support her in that. <laughs> uh, I like. There's there's no way that any show on network TV had this low of a budget. The uh, the producers took half of the budget, put it directly into their Key West pockets, and then barely spent this. This was fucking awful. But you know what? Let's get away from the budget before we get to the other thing. And I have a very serious question to ask you guys. Uh, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Everyone has brought out their Ninja Turtle apparel. (laughs) Mike has the most fucked up one. Like, this is worse than the budget on the show. Oh, man. If you thought that Venus de Milo was a girl, wait till you see Mike's fucking giant penis of a Raphael. All right. So, a couple couple questions, real quick. Uh, did you got? Were you guys into Venus de Milo's sweet boobs? Sweet turtle boobs? <laughs> no. All right. Uh, without that. Second question. Um, did you guys notice multiple times throughout these first two episodes where they were driving for no reason? Uh, it was just repeated, repeated footage. And they'd be like, 
shell shock. Do you guys imagine their face? Like all they do is drive around and say not even turtle puns, but just like like they just drive around. They're like shell them, and then like I can just, I, I can just imagine like Donatello's like left eye twitching and his right eye wide open, just being like. We're going to send him to Shell, and he has no idea what's going on. He just has to say this dialogue. <laughs> what the fuck? There was, uh, when, when Raph jumped on his motorcycle, he didn't do any Shell-based pun or anything. He just yelled, Brave Time, and then <laughs> raced into the sewer, <laughs> which is my new slogan. Anytime I do anything, I'm just going to yell, Brave oh, Time. Man. There's this shit talking that happens with The Simpsons that The Simpsons is bad right now because it's only the writers, like all of the writers have grown up watching The Simpsons. I would say the writers of this show have never seen Ninja Turtles or TV before. They like all they did was uh, they, I would say they wrote like a short story about dental floss, and then they just gave it to the producers, and they were like, "This is it." Um, all right, so guys, I, I feel like I know your uh, opinions on the turtles. Real quick, because I'm a little bit older than both of you, what are your feelings on Sabin or Sabon's Power Rangers? Cassie, let's start with you. I, the Power Rangers, I wasn't, like, I was a fan of the Power Rangers, but not, like, as big of a fan. I, w- like, wanted to be one for Halloween, but sure. I wasn't so Or in much real as, life. Or in real life, I did want to be. But there's, like, I was just a child, so, like, they just had kick-ass fight moves, and that's all I needed. Like, I wasn't there for any character development or anything. I was just there for the absurd fights, and they gave me that. And I was in, like, this one, fine with it. So you miss all the Kubrickian or Kurosawian movies, the stories of the Power Rangers. Mike, you were directly in between me and Cassie. So did Power Rangers hit you hard? Loved it. Yeah, I, I was on board with the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the first series. Uh, wanted to be the Black Ranger, Zach. He was my guy because he was cool and hip, which I was. And uh, got the gloves, the gloves that would like make whack. Good. And like the sounds uh, for Christmas, and uh, I knew I was going to get them before I opened it because I slipped and fell in a present, and it made the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers whack <laughs> uh, theme song. Also, uh, I love when you continue to wear the gloves to when you were 13 years old and going through puberty, and your parents could hear whack, 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 whack coming out of your bedroom. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. When I come, uh, yeah, I was all about it. The, the, the Tommy and Jason and Kimberly. Uh, Trina and Billy, all all the drama. Uh, I was there for. I once worked with Alpha Five for a few years. Uh, that is no actually true, robot. Cassie. That's that. That's not a joke. He did work with the <laughs> player or the uh, actor who played Alpha. I Five. guess yeah. I spew so much shit. That, who knows? So but yeah. Uh, and she was very sweet. So and I'd never peppered her with Power Rangers questions because I had restraint at that point. Wow, all right. I'm so what I so I'm in the room right now with three motherfuckers who dedicated a podcast that they do every week to television based on comic books, and I'm saying that. Uh, I'm asking the question: What would it be like if the Ninja Turtles and the Power Rangers ever met? And I'm, I, I feel like that, like that's a that, that's a big hope for all three of us. Like, I would like to see that someday. And no. then we saw it. Bike uh, <laughs> uh, is chomping at the bit. So, Cassie, what did that did that fulfill all of your dreams? It, I, hey, it sure did. Are you kidding me? That ending fight scene where they teamed up? Are you fucking kidding me? It kicked ass again. Theme song also banged on this one because Power Rangers in space just banged. And then, like, we had... What the fuck kind of music does Cassie listen to? Like, she only uh, listens... <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, I like 100 Gex, but I don't want to hear the worst versions of 100 Gex. And that's what it feels like. Okay, These are people gotta... who, like, were told 
that that is a kind of music and then made these songs. You have to. What it feels like is that Cassie owns one album, and that's uh, 100 surf guitar versions of Beethoven, and she just (laughs) listens to that all day, every day. It's now that that's what I call tune intros. Thank you very much, and I listen to it daily. But like, you gotta know where like. 100 Gex ran because Ninja Turtles walked, and you got to know that. (laughs) (laughs) So I just put in the work, and I respect the origin. So I'm sorry for that. I would never respect the origin. Uh, These are not my Power Rangers. It's also crazy when you're going on Netflix, there are 30 separate Power Rangers series with multiple seasons each. Oh, my God. The whole name. There are so many (laughs) Power Rangers. (laughs) What I heard was that it was Power Rangers in space. I was like, shut up. All right, I got it. I'm just going to type in Power Rangers. Their Power Rangers have been in thousands of TV shows. It's crazy. And, th- and this is in space, and it feels like the Red Ranger. I didn't learn any of their names. Red Ranger has, like, bleached long hair, and he was raised in space and just recruited four humans to help him power range. At one point, and... he said, my name is Red Ranger, and I was raised in space. <laughs> and nobody finished, which sucks. Uh, he, like, teaches them how to space hoverboard in this episode. Kicks ass. Uh, they've seemingly been a team for a while, but but are a pretty new team. And then Astronema, who is DTF, she goes to where the Ninja Turtles are and hypnotizes them mm-hmm. so they will fight the Power Rangers. Because Does she? Because her- I missed that part. I missed the part where the Ninja Turtles went bad, and then I missed the part where the Ninja Turtles went good. <laughs> so you thought they were just like, yeah, we're bored. None of that was included. The only thing that I saw was uh, them being like, oh, we'll do this, and then we'll do this. And then also, we have reprogrammed all of the tech in your giant spaceship to make your robot say dude and cowabunga more yeah, that often was than horrific. Not. Are you talking about the best thing of the whole episode? Are you kidding me? You didn't like that? That was, again, the origins of Danger Boat. So, again, just respect where this <laughs> came from. All right? No, there was one legit funny thing in this episode uh, when all the rangers but red are tied up uh, and the evil turtles are now like running the ship so the, the space putties or whatever they are uh, are guarding them. The Red Ranger apparently also has psychonic pa- psionic powers and like cuts it and it clatters to the ground. And then the Blue Ranger, because the one of the guards is like, "What's that?" He's like, "It's a cutting tool. It cut this uh, and releases that." He's uh, made me fucking giggle so loud. Just <laughs> the best part. I don't think that was supposed to be a joke. That was supposed to be their super badass moment. <laughs> I love that. That was the funniest. Like I think that, that was, was supposed so to be a real funny. like John Wick moment for him. But like. Other than that badass moment, most of the badass moments it was like, oh, let's not let, let's not page a pain for like their shitty shows. Let's film these for reals. Let's have Americans jump around in costumes and do the most realistic fighting that I've ever seen. And guys, the jump kicks in this show were just amazing. How yeah. how they would lift up like two inches off the ground and just fight crime like that. It was really amazing. <laughs> Barely reached ass kicking level. Uh, and th- so the Red Ranger who is cautious right away. He's like, they came out of nowhere, says they want to help us and we have to give them a ride, but they don't know how we got here. Makes He's one sense. over. He's one over that they're good again because Leo says, the green machine has gone clean. A sentence that makes no sense at all. What does that mean? And he's like, I trust you guys now. A real line of dialogue. I trust you guys now. And he instantly knew. He was like, oh shit, they're down now. It was so, you're telling me there's a problem with that? That was funny as hell. But yet, no, he's the guy. Like, they all turn to him. And, like, is that an appropriate sentence to say to, like, prove how good you are? And he is judge, jury, and executioner. He's like, you know what? And he pauses for a bit, right? He's like, yes, it is. And then everybody starts partying. Like, it's the end of a fucking episode of SNL. Everyone just starts hugging. 
damn the it. putties sit up and just wave. All right, so let me you- ask you this, Mike. Uh, this is, uh, you didn't have Power Rangers. Does this resemble your Ninja Turtles? And then, Cassie, I'm going to get to your childhood. No, no, I had Power Rangers. I had the, I had the original. That No, this is cheesier than my Ninja Turtles for sure. And probably, unfortunately, is about as I thought Power Rangers were pretty good, but probably about as cheesy as Jason and Tommy and gang. Are you a little nervous, though, that when you go back to watch your own, your Ninja Turtles, that they are exactly as cheesy? Or do you actually think that this is worse? I'm, I think the first movie probably is not, but I know for a fact two and three are because the that's just the way they, ha- they, they were cheesy. I just remember even as a kid being like, this isn't as good. All right. Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret of the Use was a really good movie. I did not see 3, but 2 was very good. Cassie, You didn't see Turtles in Time? Cassie, you're a bit younger than us. You are. Uh, you just had your seventh birthday, which is crazy yeah. that we just let you host this show. Yeah, you uh, insane. Are, you, are these your Turtles or are these your Power Rangers? These are, like, so this, like, this episode, the new, next mutation, like, is that what you want to know if these are my Turtles? Yes. No, like, I... Was surprised by it. it. The thing that bummed me out was that Mikey was way more of a douchebag than what I remember, and that's what made me scared <laughs> to go back to the other ones because I was like, "Did he suck this much in the old one?" And I'm just gonna let Probably. that like stay in the past because this one, like, it bummed me out how he had to constantly hit on just like any chick, and I was like, "We got to talk about Mikey? that, yeah." Like, because because Venus Milo showed up, and then every time I think it was mostly Mikey and Raph are like, "What's up, baby? Yeah. What is that? What is that girl turtle?" Yeah, let me see that. And I felt like, like I think they made like Donatello dumber in this one when he's just like hitting yeah. his head on the bricks. I was like, that's not that's not my guy. That's not my dude. Like it was a weird experience because I had all this like you know your turtles like what you know about the turtles and they were like, what if they were a little bit different? And I was like, I don't I don't like that part of it. But then they would do like their dumb shit. They had a turtle power Humvee and I was back in, so it was fine. <laughs> How did you feel about each one of their masks? Not only was it a different color, but they cut up them differently to let you know their personalities were different. Yeah, and that was taken. Uh, that moved on with the Michael Bay movies, right? Like they did all it? had, yeah, they all had different shaped masks in the Michael Bay movies. Dumb. It felt like they were they were making it too easy for those kids who started with those ones. Like they had little name tags and stuff. I was like, you got to put the work yeah. in to know these turtles. You can't just have it out for like that. Nah. What I would have done if I was a turtle is I would have moved the uh, the face mask down and then done it around the head, but like with ice on top, and mm-hmm. then just tied the ice to the top of my head. Like I always have a headache, but I'm so your headache is fine. Head. Yeah, that would have been. I so wonder good. why I have a headache. All right, guys. Um, next week we do have the option right now. Um, Cassie's going to let us know this at the end of the show uh, to watch more Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: The Next Mutation. I just need mm-hmm. some votes right now, Mike. What do you think? More? Oh fuck no! I will quit. I'll quit the entire Pop Filter franchise family. Cassie, what do you think? More or less? Um, I'm watching more no matter what, so I'm in. You guys can join me or not. I'll have my own little podcast where I talk about this, so we'll see. I would vote for less. I thought that the board gave us the first two episodes because like that would be a movie, but it turns out that the uh, it's a five-parter. Uh-huh. The, the pilot is a five-part thing that we should have watched, but we didn't. And uh, I'm going to go with Mike. Will not. Uh, Cassie, the show is yours again. That's devastating to hear. Uh, coming up next, we are going to go move on from the Turtles and talk about some boys in the pool list. We are back. We are here for the pool list where we talk about every other show we watch this week. Our first and only show is The Boys. 
On this week's episode of The Boys, Butcher leaves the team again, and Huey and Mother's Milk track him down to his aunt's house. But so does Black Noir, who is just about to destroy the boys before Butcher plays the only card he has left. If Noir lets them live, he won't tell the world about Homelander's son. Meanwhile, it's the filming of the Dawn of the Seven, and things aren't going great for the super team, as Stormfront is being racist to A-Train, has figured out Annie was the one that leaked the Compound V, and has crazy violent soup sex with Homelander. Taste Buds, I ask you this. How much do we think this resembled the actual set of an actual superhero movie? Exactly. Exactly like the set. It was not Stormfront being racist to A-Train. It, based on some rumors, was probably Joss Whedon Chris to Pratt. Cyborg. <laughs> and uh, then, yeah. But it was all of them having crazy violence. Super so, sex. Michael, I have to talk to you about this. Joss Whedon uh, used to be... We thought for a while, like, the king of Hollywood, right? Mm-hmm. And then when he got called out by, like, the DCEU, I was like, no, they're being stupid. They're stupid. But he also got called out by, like, ex-girlfriends. And, like, this person might be terrible, bro. That happened first. Yeah, I started to back away a few years ago when his ex-wife was like, oh, you're feminist hero? Here's everything that was going on the whole time. Like, And it was not just cheating, which is bad, but it was, like, using his positions of power to hook up with grips and like a lot of like those power dynamic stuff, and then nobody will say it. Just whatever went on on the Justice League reshoots, it's crazy, and uh, I'm fine with him going away. And moving yeah, I on. mean, like <laughs> it. It's crazy because uh, like he really it did seem like that he had this like very serious hand in creating the MCU, but like he is going to take the A train out of here. He is. We will like we will never see work from him again. Let's get to A train and. Stormwatch. Stormwatch is doing these like mi- little mini like, hey, I'm gonna say something racist. What? What? No, I'm not. Well, what I liked a lot was that A Train didn't like raise an eyebrow and let her continue. He instantly goes like, I know what you're saying because yeah, if you're a black man of his age, you have he gone has heard through this that his entire enough. life. Uh, and he's like, you shut the fuck up, <laughs> like. Uh, and yeah, th- so they're trying to push him out of the seven. I also do like it talks about how convoluted the movie Dawn of the Seven is supposed to be. Because it's supposed to be about their origin, but numerous people have been in and out already, and he's quitting in the Dawn of the Seven. Yeah, like, no, I mean, like Dawn of the Seven is bullshit. Like, uh, we're going to kick a member of the Seven out of the origin movie, and then also establish that one of the superheroes is gay in the origin movie. Yeah, like <laughs> I'm like, a lot like you. I'm gay, which is a line of dialogue from the movie, and I do like that <laughs> the actress who's playing. Uh, Maeve's like lover is like, Elena? but she's bi. Yeah. Should we? And she's like, we don't care. It's 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 easier to just say she's gay. All right, let's. So we'll get back to the movie later. But uh, in the meantime, Butcher went to his aunt's house, who was trying to, uh, I don't know, subsidize her rent and shit with being a drug dealer. Mm-hmm. And Black Noir chases them down, and then we get a Black Noir fight. Are you surprised by how powerful and important Black Noir is? Yes. One, I am a little like they set up like a home alone vibe and all of it happened off screen while they hid in the basement listening to their homemade bombs go off and I really wanted to watch some superhero wet bandits happening. Uh but instead but, it's it's like listening to the home alone podcast where you're just sitting in a room just being like just like listening to the wet bandits go like, Oh god damn it, what the fuck? Uh 
I, I, I mean, he's on the seven, so you know he's tough, and he is like their wet works guy. Like they're all bastards, but that's who corporate and Homelander sends out to kill people. And I, I have a theory. Okay, you before we get to that, I didn't know that he was this tough. And the other thing too is that he is the only one of the seven who isn't like going through a thing, right? Like everybody's like, right. I'm gonna double down on the seven, or I don't think I like the seven. But Black Noir is like this kind of Terminator who's but just like he was crying when when compound v went public it was just a quick shot of him in a hallway crying right but you assume crying because you can't see his face so it's just shaking with his hands in front of his mask which is also what i do when i have a pinata in front of me i just get so excited and i shake with my hands when i'm wearing a mask um my theory because in the comics he is a clone of homelander Mm. and he everything homelander in the show did it was actually black noir like he, they, they made Vought makes him as a way to take out Homelander, but even Homelander doesn't know. So, and he got so obsessed and hated real Homelander. He's the one who raped Billy's wife, and he's going around and like Homelander's just kind of an asshole. But oh damn! It's Black Noir, who's doing all this stuff to make everybody think Homelander's that, and so in the show, Homelander just is that. Uh, I now think because they started talking about Lenny and how shows work, you talk about a character once, they're going to show up in the next. Lenny is billy's little brother that they don't know what happened to him i think he's his little brother speaking of that legacy this is the episode that we find out that or like we really know for sure for a fact that uh stormfront uh has been around for a while and is not just here to like do social media and uh like be like bring a girl essence to the team but like is a force to be reckoned with yes it like are uh, are now do are we starting to feel like that she is like actually as powerful as she claims to be? I think so. Like I do think she could take on Homelander and the way she's acted, uh that is clear. And everybody else does seem like they have aged and she is not like I think she has her own thing. Um and then the way they throw each other around his apartment, I think she's as powerful as he is. So yeah, this episode ends with uh two superheroes having sex, as they do, and it's uh I think that like there's a lot of superheroes that can have sex in a gentle, romantic way, but these two really fuck each other up on purpose. But I think the important yeah. part is that she just says, hey, laser my tits. Just laser my tits. Mm-hmm. And before that, we see Homelander go through a vision of lasering an entire audience of protesters. And he destroys them. Like There is no fight. And that is to show how Homelander is going a little bit cuckoo. Mm-hmm. But also to show how powerful Stormwatch is, you know, like right. what will kill immediately hundreds of human beings. Anybody else? Yeah, she can just take right into the titties. Yeah, he. So yeah, the episode starts with him going off books on a mission, and he he lasers a terrorist, and it goes through and hits a kid. And then Homelander's response, because everybody's very angry. Uh, I had to write this down. Is uh, so what? They're all starving, but one of them has a fucking cell phone. Yes. he's mad that he got filmed, which is uh, classic GOP. <laughs> fucking yes, yeah. Uh, and then so he's playing like so the when he imagines lasering that crowd, it's uh, a very obvious AOC analog is holding a rally against him, and then he flies there to try to convince them to love him again. He cannot, and though on the show he kills all of them and i thought that was happening but then it's him internally goes you guys are the real heroes and flies away yeah uh you guys are all the real heroes while the aoc analog is just like 
I mean, like, not like, hey, stop, this is my mic, but like, scared shitless. Like, yeah, I, there's I nothing do not do. know what you're capable of doing right now. It sounds like a lot of bummers, but do you guys have a moment of the week? We'll start with you, Mike. Uh, yeah, Ryan mentioned it. It has to be the line, don't be a pussy, laser my fucking tits. Uh, that, so often, boys, it's like, we get it, you're extreme, and that one made me laugh. And Ryan, what about you? Was it the tit yeah. moment? That's my least favorite part of the week. I fucking hated that moment. I fucking now hate Mike. My most favorite part of the week is when uh, they're trying to do an MCU parody, and they they make sure to have the part of, like, hey, what's up, girls? We do it together. And then have all the girls land in the same scene, and just, they know, everyone knows. The director, the actresses, the superheroes, everyone. This is stupid. Like, <laughs> make girls cool or don't. But to, don't have the like whole, like, we're girls, girls together. <laughs> All right. Well, The Boys is on Amazon. You can watch it with Mike and Ryan. Uh, that is it for the pull list, and that is it for the show. So it is time to just give out some good plugs. I'm actually going to switch this order on you guys. Ryan, can you tell me about some websites? YourPopFilter.com is our home base, and that's where you can get all of our podcasts. YourPopFilter.com slash Amazon is where you can go to find a bunch of links to black-owned stores, and that would be better if we had that there. And then Patreon.com slash YourPopFilter is the website you can go to to, uh, uh, you know, like give us a little bit of money and get a little bit of extra. Tonight on Patreon, uh, Cassie made us do some terrible terrible things uh she just brought hula hoops out and if you mm-hmm. think that uh if you think that like uh two people suddenly hula hooping is bad podcasting wait till you hear this patreon.com slash your pop filter <laughs> all right and mike can you tell us about the other shows on the network of course uh if you liked this but want less of cassie uh, you should check out Movie of the Year, where every season we pick a year and whittle it down to find the best, most representative movie of that year. And then there is, of course, The Unnatural 20s, if you want way more of Cassie and far less of Ryan and Mike, I understand. Uh, Cassie is joined by Caitlin and Books, and they roll a D20 to find out their fates and just talk about what it's like to uh, be crazy in your 20s. Do you think it's weird that Cassie named both of her sock puppets? Yeah. Dug- and that one... Dukes and Books. Dukes and books, yeah. One, it, it's it's weird that one is almost a name, Dukes, because uh-huh. Doug, I guess, is a human name, and the other is just uh, it's a bunch of ripped up books turned into a puppet, yeah. and she just couldn't even think of a name for it. I think it shows ingenuity in excellent crafting, but okay, I guess different opinions on a couple of things here, Ninja Turtles and that, but I'll whatever, I'll take it. Uh, Ryan, can you tell us about social media? Yes, yeah, social media. If you want to see what we're doing. Uh, in real time, uh, follow us. Twitter is at your pot filter. Instagram is at your pot filter. Snapchat is at your pot filter. Your filter. <laughs> Switching it up, keep it fresh. Is that all of it? And we, that's yeah, it all. That's it. That's it. We never started that TikTok, sadly, because it would have been so good with the hula ho- hooping to put that on a loop. But sadly, we just don't have it. We also have an email, though. It's contact at your pod filter. If you think we got any of the top shows wrong, if you want to yell at us, or if you just want to join in, if you think Ninja Turtles Next Mutation is amazing and Mike and Ryan are idiots, do email us. Let us know that. There's literally no one that thinks that. There's got to be. I know one other person at least, and I will have her email just so we have She's it. She's a sock puppet. Is she it Dukes? <laughs> is it Dukes the sock puppet that Cassie it's- created? Dukes and Dukes is always there and we share the same opinion. It's one hive mind and I'm going to have her write that email. 
All right, you guys. Next week, we got a big show. It's a big show, yet there's not a lot of shows on it because we got an episode of The Boys. There is not an episode of Lucifer, and there's not an episode of X-Men, the animated series. There's not an episode of Smallville, or Lewis and Clark, or Lewis and Clark and Laura Croft, or Laura Croft and Larry Coff, or anything. We got nothing. What about The Flash? Is it The Flash? Yeah, we're going to do the 90s Flash, so buckle in, everybody. Oh, not as exciting. so many shows I would want to do, but I guess we'll do the 90s Flash. You thought any, you were, Laura Croft, is that what got you? Larry Coff? Lewis and Larry Clark. Larry Love. Lewis and Clark. Uh, yeah, those explorers. And uh, X-Men the Animated Series would always be down to do again. But nope, it's the 90s Flash, so tune in for that. It's going to be a great episode for Mike. I'm Ryan for Ryan. I'm Mike for me. I am me. Bye, everyone. Bye.